Anybody thirsty this morning? You know, there's uh, things that are required of us. as it plays into our relationship with Christ. I'm one of those that truly believe that if I want to drink of our Father, I need to dip into the well. And if we don't if we don't find a way in our hearts and in our lives a desire to dip we'll stay thirsty for a very long time. God offers us something that we take for granted because now we are sons and daughters of Christ we have open door opportunities. We can, we can go and sit and talk to Daddy anytime. And sometimes, sometimes I think that might be a bad thing for us because we are so feeble-minded that we take it for granted. You know, there were appointed times with the Israelites when they were authorized to come to the temple. They set feast. David broke a toe. But they set feast aside. And that is when they would go and give thanks, give offerings. Um, and we've got an opportunity to do it every waking moment of our life. And I think that the reverence of who God is has dissipated in our life. And I don't, I don't believe that we give him the adoration that he deserves. And, uh, but yet we're first ones to throw our hands out, God, I need. And, uh, so I'm going to challenge you for the week to, why don't you ask God what he desires, not what he needs, because he don't need nothing. He don't even need you. That hurts your feelings. He don't need you. He just chose to use you. And uh, we ought to be thankful for that. You've got your Bibles. Just I'm just going to go through an account. And I think I'm just going to dissect the Scripture. Go to Mark chapter 8. I'm going to start at verse 1 and we're going to read through verse 10. Now you have to understand that when we're starting in this account, this is not a repetitious account that um, Mark mispinned. Jesus did feed 5,000. But he also fed 4,000. How many of you know that he, he fed 4,000? But he also fed 5,000. And this morning I chose 
Well, or God led me to that, basically. And we're going to talk about him feeding the 4,000. And what is it that we can pull from it and use in our life? I don't know if this is going to be a preach or a teach. So I'm just going to ask God for his grace. I need yours. Verse 1, it says, In those days the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and he said to them, I have compassion on the multitude. One thing that I pulled out of that this morning when I, when I first read it was where Jesus said, I have compassion. You know, there's, a, there's five other miracles that Jesus done in his ministry that was driven solely by compassion, where he actually noted compassion. He had compassion and he healed them all. And he was with compassion and he touched their eyes and they were healed. And But there were five miracles where he spoke of compassion. Five is the number of grace. So this is just a these like the little cliff notes, some sidebar notes, the little commentaries. This is basically what this is. But compassion is birthed out of grace. Compassion is birthed out of grace. See, if you, we can't love compassionately if we're not willing to give gracefully. You with me? It takes grace in order to have compassion. You can't, you, you can't nail me to a tree every time I do something wrong and tell me that you love me. Is anybody in here walking without the need of grace? If you are, man, I want to shut this down. We'll turn the music on. I want to go talk to you. I want to find out how you're doing this thing. Because I need grace every day. I wish there was a scripture where it said that his grace is renewed every morning. But unfortunately, it's just his mercy. I wish, well, it's okay. I have compassion on the multitude because they've now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses. They will faint on the way. For some of them have come from afar. Then his disciples answered him, how can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and he gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. Boy, there's that word set again. Setting and setting and setting. They also had a few small fish. I like how they just threw that in there. 
He was more concerned with the bread. Jesus didn't even ask about nothing else. He just said, how many loaves of bread you got? They also had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Leftover fragments. That's where I got the title this morning. Feeding from what's left. Now those who have eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away. Immediately got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalnutha. Y'all say that. Yeah. See? Not so easy, is it? Tongue twisters. We've got a look at when this account took place and and we're right after Jesus fed the 5000 it was right after Jesus put his disciples on a boat and told them to go across and here we are again i wonder how many of us have gone from one miracle to another to another and we still are doubting in the moment. Jesus sees all of these people and it doesn't say which disciple it is. I'm wondering if it wasn't Philip. Like it was the last time, you know, being the spokesperson. Hey, Jesus, hey, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to feed them. But the other guys, they, they're doubting heavily, but I'm not. <laughs> How'd you like to be the spokesperson for the 12? I don't want it. I'm out. Because you know they're sending him out all the time to the chopping block. No, you go talk to Jesus. No, you ask him why. No, mm-mm. But here they are, Jesus sees this multitude, he's moved by compassion, and he's telling the disciples, let's feed them. This is a little different than what it was when he fed the 5,000. Because when he was feeding the 5,000, he told the disciples to set them down. This time, he set them down. I wonder if that was out of frustration. I had you do it the last time and you still didn't get it, so just never mind. I'm going to do it this time. I need to just wake you up a little bit. But he, he, tells, he tells them, what do you have? And, and they, he says, what, how, many, how many loaves do you have? We got seven. Man, seven seven's the number of completion So I would think that they would be full of what they needed. But how many of you know that there's times that we see circumstances that are much larger than what we're carrying and we feel insufficient with what we have? We can't bring enough to the table. I mean, I can't feed Jesus. 
I can't feed 4,000 on seven loaves. That's what I like about God. Because see, there's going to be times in your life that God's got to cause you to do inventory because that, that's what he done. That's what he done to him. He said, how many, how many loaves you have? See, there's sometimes that we'll get all up in the mix of something and God's got to have us do some inventory. Because when we do inventory, then we get a count of what we have. Then we have a comparison of what we have to deal with. Then we know that we are insufficient. Unless. Everything you have is enough when it passes through the hands of Christ. You're tired of taking care of your problems and your troubles? Let it pass through the hands of Christ. You don't think you got what it takes to fix it? Let it pass through the hand. See, I'm going to chat today. You need to do inventory. While I'm talking, won't you just ignore me and just do inventory? What do you have? I know you're facing something. I know you're going through something in life. I know there's something weighing heavy on you. You don't really know how to get around this or get over that or get past this. You don't really know. Do inventory. What do, what do you have? Because if we allow it to pass through the hands of Christ, we have enough. Don't y'all know that all we are are seeds anyway? The moment that you think you're going to fix it, men, that's going to be the moment you're fixing to mess it up. That's the only fixing happening there. You're fixing to mess it up, Charlie. You think you're going to go get it fixed and then Linda comes by. I don't know why you just didn't pay somebody to do that. See, we, we think we fix and stuff. We not fix nothing. But Jesus had them do inventory. Check out what you have. What are you carrying? Man, feeding from what's left. Man, I was sitting there this morning. I'm, we had dinner the other night, and we had a four and a half hour dinner. Woo! Four and a half hours of dinner. That was awesome, wasn't it? So y'all didn't y'all didn't calculate that, did you? It was four and a half hours. We get there at 4.30, we left at 9. <laughs> Poor waiter. Can I tell y'all, let me, let me tell y'all something. How many of you know you don't have to go to a building with a congregation in it to, to be church? I mean, here we are, and y'all know that waiters and waitresses, <laughs> y'all think they're being nice coming by to fill your tea up the second time. Really what they're telling you, this is the last trip I'm coming by. The next time's with the bill, you got to go because somebody else has got to come in because they pay him. <laughs> they just doing it. That's a polite way to do it. Want me to top your tea off? Sure. I'll be right back with the bills. This could be one check or two. Let me finish my tea. <laughs> but here we are, man. We're four and a half hours in. Just sucking this guy's table right on up. I don't do well with tips. I just kind of just let her do it. So 
I just slid my card over and she done it. And I, I asked, I said, did you put enough on there for him? I mean, we've been here a while. Next thing I know, a hand comes and it slides up underneath the, the receipt. And put the tip on. Okay. <laughs> a couple minutes later, <laughs> the hand comes back again up under the receipt. So we didn't give him enough. I mean, I gotta have some gas money or something. She said, Daddy told me all of it. Glad he didn't say all of what's on the card. <laughs> Waiter came by. We give him this stuff. I mean, I felt bad because we've been there a while. I mean, I know that's how they pay the bills. Well, he gets it and he comes back by the table. He said, uh, Really appreciate that. He said, uh, I had to go in the back and cry for a minute. <laughs> she knows I'm just picking. Well, she's crying because she knew that she had stepped in obedience. Man, we just had a good time eating. We need to go again. Y'all paid us that. <laughs> but man, we, we had, it was awesome. To know that you just ministered to somebody. Now listen, his other job had cut hours. Let me, boy, God, God gonna bless somebody by you if you'll just be obedient. And it wasn't even the amount that you give. It was the fact that you give all of it. Don't you know that if you had just passed what you originally passed and kept the other in the pocket, he may not have come by and God may not have said, good job. That probably would have took care of it because the other wasn't but a few, but it was still more. I guess it was a few. I didn't get to count all that. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. Father, in the name of Jesus. Y'all better be careful, man, when you walk in, in, in obedience. I ain't, never mind, don't even tell me either. Because I'll be doubting Thomas going back to daddy going, well, you know. <laughs> but to know that you can bless somebody out of that obedience like that. And, uh, and Billy said something that meant more to me. Than what had happened. Because he said, you can have all the pretty church buildings. He said, this is church. Just give this to me. I mean, we could have had church, really. <laughs> if we'd have got stupid, we, could have <laughs> we probably could have had church right there with that waiter.
which one of you needed that? Because <laughs> I don't even know why we went there. We're talking about doing inventory. <laughs> Do inventory. See if he puts something else back in there. <laughs> but we are all faced with something in our life. And, and every time that I get faced with something heavy, and I'll preach to myself for a minute, because when my life seems to be overwhelmed and I don't have, I don't have enough to go around, I get tired of the people I love. Kind of like Tommy. When mama calls, and he looks at the phone and he goes, oh, did I say that out loud? It's him talking. <laughs> but you get tired. You feel like you don't have enough. can't be everything for everybody. But Eric, everybody is expecting something. You're expecting me to come by your house? You're expecting me to take care of this and that? You're wanting a phone call? You, you're sick, need prayer for somebody? You you need you need keys to the church. You you need the doors to be open. You every everybody is in need. Everybody is expected. And and the whole time I'm I'm walking and, and, and I try to walk upright with you. I do. I try to walk upright and God give me big shoulders. I can bear it. How many of you know if God put a burden on you, trust me, He gonna help you foot anyway. So I, you, you just keep walking. And it ain't no fake it till you make it. That, I don't believe in that garbage. And if you got that in your head, I'm telling you right now, it's a lie from the enemy. You can't fake it. You can faith it. It's the difference between faking it till you make it and faithing it till you make it. But everybody wanting, and it's always pulling, and, and you do inventory. And when you do inventory, you find that there's a lack. I don't have all the answers, Christina. I can't, I can't answer everything. I'm, <laughs> I don't have enough money to go and keep doing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you with something. I'm, I'm trying to keep. sister she keeps me dressed see that would have just irritated her she wasn't doing it to be nice she was doing it so she could focus <laughs> but you can't carry it all that's what I believe was happening with the disciples God there's 4,000 people can't feed 4,000 on seven loaves. And what's he tell them? Bring it to me. Man, I love it. 
Y'all just deal with me this morning. Will you just deal with me? Let, me? let me walk through this for a minute. There was a part in Scripture where Jesus come back and he began to talk to the disciples. And he said, how is it? I, I told you about the leaven and the bread. I told you about the 5,000. I showed you there. I, I showed you about the 4,000. I showed you that. And you, how do you not understand And I sat and I looked at that and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Because he didn't elaborate. I hate when he does that. And the disciples, I think they were just mad because they got spanked. So they didn't go back and ask like they normally did. Why did you talk to them like that? And then he sat them down, remember? And he explained the parable. He didn't, he didn't explain that. He just said, I, I told you this, I told you that. And how is it you don't understand? And I'm going, what are they? I said, Jesus, right now, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I get the leaven part. I get it. I understand. But what are you trying to say? And I just sat and meditated on that for a moment. This is just, just me. Okay, this is what was given to me. He began to talk to me about how is it you come into a problem, you tell me that you can't do it, and you don't have enough. And I tell you to bring me what you have. It passes through my hands. I blessed it. Remember? Remember in the 5,000, he blessed it. Remember in the 4,000, he blessed it. Not that he blessed it. When you pass it through God's hands, and he's the one that blesses it, trust me, what you have is enough. And he said, why is it? When we pass from this and we work it out, we pass from this and we work it out and you still have issue. What are, what are you not understanding? Why can't you get this in your head that anytime there's a problem and I'm sending you in it? Y'all think, think Satan sends you into all the problems. I can take you through here and show you where God, God led them through the wilderness. He led them through the wilderness. They didn't go on their own. The Bible says that he led them through the wilderness because he knew they didn't have what it took to do what needed to happen. He had to lead them around. A few things had to be worked out. And we keep missing because we run into our next problem and it seems overbearing, overwhelming. And God, I, I, don't, I don't have enough. I can't be everywhere at one time. And he goes, remember, I told you the last, just bring it to me. Bring me what you have left. Is anybody in here operating on what's left? I mean, come on, help me out for a minute. I mean, are you, are you to the point that you really feel like that your back is bent? I mean, you're operating on what's left. You don't know, you don't know that you're going to make it through next week because of what's on your back from last week. You ain't shook off last week yet. Have, can I ask you, have you taken that? 
and given it to him and let him bless it. Pass it through the hands of Jesus. Maybe that's what should have been the title. But he was taking what they had left. Well, I'm going, okay, seven loaves. Where did they get the seven loaves from? Was that the leftovers from the first 12 baskets that they had? I don't know, was it? They didn't say. My mic, my story. Because they went through everything that they'd done and they picked up the 12 baskets. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, don't think they, I don't think they remember to take the baskets on the ship. I can't remember. Didn't study that part. Crucify me later. But I don't think they took the 12 baskets with them, did they? They left them, didn't they? They forgot to bring it with them. Think. Talk to me again, Michelle. And, and, and they collected 12 baskets of leftovers. I just don't know. I can't remember if they took it and put it on the boat when he told them to leave or not. Anyway, don't get me sidetracked on it. So here they are with seven loaves. I mean, I'm thinking it's leftovers. I mean, we're, did they make bread along the way? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm thinking it's leftovers. So now you're wanting me to feed somebody on what's left. What about me? Once I give everything that I have, what, what about me then? Maybe I'm the only one that struggles with this. Are any of you, any of you in here selfish? You, you, you hold it back. You go, all I have is, I ain't got but two hours left in the day. They just going to have to hang on till next week. They ain't, I, got, I got five hours and I got to be up for work in the morning. I'm going to bed. Huh? Oh, this woman will drop you on your head like a baby out of a wheelchair. Which, she don't care. She'll, say, she'll fall asleep on you. You be talking that, that, and she'd be, <laughs> really? But we try to operate on what we have left. And sometimes we become so stingy that we hold on what's left. And what God's trying to get us to do is trust him in totality. If we will trust him with our little, Bible said that Jesus set them down. Don't you know that it it's needed sometime when when we can't recognize how to take care of a problem and how to fix a problem. Don't you know that's the moment that you probably ought to let God be in control?
Y'all heard the y'all heard the song, Jesus take the wheel. I just tell him take the whole car. Forget the wheel, control the gas, the brake, turn signals, go with I'll sit over here, mind my own business. I, I'm lying to you because I go, Jesus, you got to get out the seat. I want to go this way. <laughs> See, y'all, <laughs> they act like they don't do that. Yes, you do. I mean, y'all stop by a bus station and throw Jesus out and say, you got to finish your ride on that one. I got to, huh? Yes, you will. And that's what we'll do. But if we can learn to pass everything that we have, to give it to God, let God take care of, don't you know it's going to turn out better? Well, Pastor, it's hard to trust that much. I know. Trust me, I know. Because I walk in here every Sunday morning and every Wednesday evening insufficient. Well, Pastor, you got the gift of gad. You can talk. You have no clue. You don't know what's going on in here before I come up in here. I try to pass on food before I come preach because I'm scared I'm going to throw up. When you operate out of insufficiency, God has a better means of blessing someone. It ain't always you he's trying to bless. See, somebody this morning needed a hug from somebody. Maybe you didn't want to hug. Maybe you didn't want a hug. Maybe that was out of your comfort zone. But you, you hugged anyway. You hugged out of your insufficiency. You allow your hug now to pass through the hands of Christ. Don't you know that what you just give was something you were incapable of giving, but because your obedience was there, he was willing to take that opportunity. And don't you know out of your obedience, he rewards those who diligently seek him. Your diligence is tied up with your obedience. Don't get, don't get, that, script, don't get that stuff twisted up. If you think he's just rewarding you because you're coming in here and praying every day, don't get that twisted. If you're diligently seeking God, you trust your life is turned around. There's inconveniences that you have to deal with and contend with in life. Because you're diligently seeking him. You want your heart to love what the Father's heart loves. You want your heart to hate what the Father's heart hates. You're going to do things that other people aren't going to do when you're diligently seeking Him. So don't come to church on Sunday and lift up dirty hands and say hallelujah, amen, brother and sister, preach it, preacher, and go home and expect rewards. Don't throw that scripture out either. I heard one of you quote it just now. 
Well, he reigns on the just and the unjust. Absolutely he does. I don't think that's tied to a reward. Because if he's going to reign on the just and the unjust, I think that's just a blessing. I don't think that's a reward. A reward comes from those that do. Don't get me started. Well, pastor, it ain't about works. No, it ain't. But show me faith without works and I'll show you faith is dead. Come on, if you want to attack me, come on, religion. If you want to attack me, attack me. The disciples are in trouble right now. There's a mob of people wanting something. And they don't have what it takes. Man, I, I went back to Peter this morning. I said, good gosh, boy. See, if he would have been the evangelist for the church when he preached that Sunday on Pentecost... <laughs> And filled them up with 3,500 people. I'd have choked him. See, look, pastors can only take a little bit at a time. I'm glad you're just creeping in here a little bit at a time. I don't want a big influx. I ain't going to be able to handle it. You're probably going to make me run upstairs. I'll preach from up there somewhere. No, not now. I'll just tell Chris Lindy, you got it. Got to go home. But we all operate out of our insufficiency. None of us have what it takes. You, you got enough in you to survive or do your thing, whatever, okay. But you don't have what it takes to accomplish what God's purpose is in your life. Because if you did, you wouldn't need him. Man, if we can learn to be humbled... And just walk and sit before God and say, God, I can't do it anymore. I need you to help me and pass it through his hands. Let him hold it up and bless it. Because you can preach all day, but if there's no anointing with the preaching. And I'm not saying I stand up here anointed every Sunday morning. Don't get that twisted. There's some mornings I stand up here and don't want to preach. I don't want to talk. I woke up in a bad mood this morning. I got up and I stepped on the dog's foot and he bit me in the leg. I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to be here. The cat woke me up at 3 o'clock. I booted. I don't want to be here. You with me? But see, because of my obedience and that I'm willing to take all of my insufficiencies... And just say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to do, do it. I mean, it, it probably ain't going to be nothing, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, and do it. And then somebody goes, man, that was the best. I'm going. Who was you listening to during service? said that he broke. I give it to the disciples. 
coming out of you are operating on broken pieces. You're still hurt. You're still struggling. Oh, you're operating. But it's on broken pieces. The word feel in this scripture, it, it means this. To feed or to, or to give abundantly. So you're not just eating, it's not a finger food banquet. You didn't just get enough to hold you over till you got home. The brokenness that you have when it's passed through the hands of Christ will feed someone abundantly. See, you don't think that you don't think that little that little smile where, where'd she go? Well, the one that smiles at the door all the time's gone. She got mad, she frowned, she left. I'm joking. I'm I'm joking. But the smile at the door, the the hug, the hand, man, that meant the world to somebody this morning. Somebody, me, that donut that I ate, boy, y'all, somebody. Who, who brought the Dunkin' Donuts? You bless me. Oh, it was you? Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to eat a honey bun. Who brought the honey bun? No. I ate the blueberry Dunkin' Donut, and it blessed me beyond belief. Hmm? Just something so small. There wasn't, enough don't, whew, there wasn't enough donuts in that box to feed the whole church. Oh, dear God, thank you. There wasn't enough donuts in that box to feed the whole church. Why? Because the whole church didn't need to eat the donut. I didn't, I didn't, have, I didn't have a long enough sermon today. Why? Probably because it didn't need to be. There wasn't four, five, six thousand people sitting. Why? Probably because it didn't need to be. See, what, what you have is sufficient for what's in front of you if it's passed through the hands of Christ. It doesn't have to be something so theologically deep that you're drowned. Can I, can I tell you that when Jesus, well, Jesus did talk in parables. And then he did say that, hey, I said it this way so they wouldn't understand it because they're going to mess it up if they get a hold to it. I'd just rather teach. Come on. See, I can't give you the good stuff on Sunday. You got to come on Wednesday. <laughs> Sunday seems to be simplified. There's more, there's more eyes on the gospel. I don't want you walking out of here this morning going, what in the world? Well, you probably will do that anyway. With that guy. But what in the world was he talking about? It, don't, it, it doesn't need to be that way. I don't need to give you a big chunk of steak on a Sunday morning and choke you out. I need to give you something practical, something that everybody can apply. Jesus was a simple dude. 
Now, I'm tell, I mean, I got, I've gotten so released in the past two years. See, I couldn't have been this released five years ago, six years ago, because I'd, I'd have gotten probably, well, I don't know. We, me and her, we cool. <laughs> we played on the street. That's what we do. So we had to be simple in most cases. So simple in times I do I had a woman walk up to me and go, tell you what, you give me a word and I'll think about coming to your church. Give me a word from God. Give me a word. I said, you need a word from God? She said, yeah. I said, you got a Bible? Yeah, go read it. And I walked away from her. Don't you dare tempt the authority of God. Ever. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There's a scripture that talks about the Pharisees wanting to see signs. And he said, this generation will never see them. So call me wrong. Call me wrong. That's my, go, go to the word. Thank you, Jesus. Go to the word. It's in it. Man, this is like prego. It's in there. Anything you need for spaghetti, it's in there. If ever in doubt, buy the prego jar. He'll be fine. It's in there. It's in there. Give him some noodles. Give him a jug. It's in there. Man, I've got a couple notes. I didn't even, I really want to talk about some of this stuff because we, I really feel like that when we get into, into problems and, and, and into things that, that are overbearing on us, we, we soon forget that there is a God. We, we don't recognize him in the storm. Remember when they were going across the sea? They, they said fear come upon, and they, they thought it was a ghost. And he had to say, fear not, it's I. And everything was cool. We can't recognize him because of the storm. Can I tell you that your problem ain't bigger than my God? And if it's bigger than your God, you might want to serve another one. I mean, Buddha is a big God, but I don't think he can, I don't think he can hold a candle to daddy. Because he did. Right along with the rest of them, Confucius and all of them. Confucius has some good ideas. <laughs> Don't be throwing no rocks at a glass house. I get you. <laughs> that makes sense. That doesn't make you God. But when we're walking into a problem and it seems to be bigger than what we can handle, God wants to back you down and calls you to do inventory. What do you have? And out of what you have, will you be obedient? Will you be obedient in what you have and give it to him and let it pass through his hands? You can't fix everybody's problems. You can't be everything for everybody. 
but don't you know you a seed? Somebody needs the seed in you. You just plant it. Give it to daddy. Daddy will grow it. He'll make it explode. He'll make it explode so much. And don't you just, I, I love how they played with the numbers, man. I say they. They wrote it, God, okay. He said, now, when they were done with the first feeding of the 5,000, they got 12 baskets. Y'all know that's where the 12 tribes come through. And they got 12 baskets. And then they went to there, they got seven baskets. That's actually called the region of seven. And I think the other place is called the region of 12. That, come on. I mean, only God can set stuff up like that. And you look back at it, you read over it. You do read over You just read. It's seven. You read over it and you go on. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. Seven, completion. Okay, I get you. It was the same number with the 5,000. If you look at it, five loaves, two fish. Yeah, they used fish in Mark, but he only asked about the loaves. He said, how many loaves of bread do you have? Everything that we have is complete for him. We just need to give it. And then when they were done feeding, they took up seven baskets. Boy, don't you know when you're operating in your insufficiency and you feed somebody else through the hands of Christ, when they're done eating, you have leftovers. When you, when you walked into that circumstance feeling as though you didn't have enough, you come out of the circumstance complete. They picked up seven baskets. Going into a circumstance not having enough, coming out of a circumstance complete. But you know the sad part about it? The next thing that you walk into, it's going to be just like them. They're going to walk into it, and then they're going to look at their complete seven baskets and say, I got seven baskets, and he's going to go, okay, and they're going to go, seven baskets ain't enough. This is a bigger problem. So, we, man, oh, I love how he just keeps giving me grace. And he said, come on, stupid. Let me show you. Just keep giving me what you got. I know the problem's bigger than you. I'm taking you somewhere. I'm sending you to the other side. There's an elevation for you. There's a promotion for you. There's a breakthrough coming. There's a healing that's going to happen. But I've got to walk you through this process. Will you, will you listen to me? Will you check it out? Will you pay attention? Will you apply it? Will you use it? Better not go back too far because we'll be in the Wednesday night probably. I'm going to be done.
And I still think that they got the leftovers so that they could use it to feed the next time. That's what I really think, but that's just me. So the next time you walk into a problem, this is what needs to happen. First, you've got to recognize there is a problem. Second is do inventory. See, I think some of us, some of us don't even use what we do have. You've got more than what you're presenting. But you don't want to use because you're selfish. Because we're selfish. Make you feel better? <laughs> oh. You said it like this. <laughs> you have a little faith. How much longer do I have to tend with you? But I don't think that we use what we do have. If we were to take inventory and utilize what we do have and give it to Christ, let it go through his hands, we would have more than enough to take care of it. And at the end of it, we'll be able to pick up seven baskets and get ready for the next one. Recognize it, take inventory, be humble, and give it to God. Be obedient, and give it to God. Let God work everything out with what little you have. You may not have the money, but you've got the words, use them. You may not have the words, but you have the money, use it. You may not have either, but you're full of compassion. Use it. Are you with? Be church. The church needs every one of you. And all of you can't do the same thing. I don't need a bunch of eyes. Kind of freaks me out anyway. Sometimes I don't even see your eyes because they're Stop. But the church needs every one of you. You know, you're a part. You carry something that the church needs. You have to do inventory. The church needs you. You, you have to do inventory. The church needs you. wasn't ready for that. The church needs you. But you have to do inventory. What is it can you offer? The church needs you. What is it that you brought with you today? What is it that you carry with you every day? What is it that you carry every day? What is it that you can do? What is it that you can do? The church needs you. But you're going to have to do inventory. And see, listen, man. Let's, not, let, let's do God a favor. Let's not wait until there's a big problem. Right. So now he goes, do inventory. What do you have? Let's not do it under pressure. Let's find it when we don't have pressure. Don't you know that most of our things, most of the decisions, well, most people 
Most people make better decisions when they aren't under pressure. Most people. There are some crazy people that like it when their back's against the wall. Make decisions like that. Deal with it after a while. Not always a good thing. But let's do inventory now. What is it I can offer the body of Christ? God, what is it that I can do to help somebody? To be a better Christian, to be a better husband, to be a better father, to be a better sister, to be a better sister, to be a better sister. What is it that I can do? What do I have? God, what is it I have that you give me? And don't look down on it when you find it. Well, don't nobody need to. All I can do, man, I can't. All I can do is bake a brownie. (laughs) Don't look down on it. Bless somebody with it. Bless God. Right? Well, you promised me you'll do inventory today. Some, sometime during the day, take out a couple minutes for daddy today. Just, and I'm not saying do it, do it for the next 12 hours and, and do all that. And I ain't put ashes on your forehead. I'm not, look, just, just do inventory. What is it that I have that I can offer a body? And do not look down on it. Because I'm going to promise you, that which you carry in and of itself is insufficient. (laughs) Yes, it is. Because if you're an eye, all you can do is see. But boy, if I get you with a hand, set you up with some legs, huh? Some good-looking legs, too. You know, I don't like no jacked-up legs with ash all over the knees. It's not like good-looking legs. But if I can set you up with legs and get you the whole body, man, look. Look at what you can do now. You've got somebody that will encourage you because you carry a gifting. And somebody behind you is encouraging you along the way to use that gifting because they know there's somebody that needs that because they talked to them last week and they need that gifting that you have. But because you think it's insufficient. If we just recognize, Dennis, that we can't do it all, that's why he give us a wife. Because we can't do it all. And they're supposed to pick up the slack. That's the help meet, right? That's our easer. Don't call her easer. That's not, it doesn't sound good. Especially if you're thinking about dinner or something. Don't call her easer because you're probably going to get paprika when it should have been salt. You just don't want to go there. Will you do inventory today? 
not for me. For somebody else. Has anybody in here ever been blessed by somebody? Just, I'm, and I'm not, here again, I'm not talking finance. I'm just, have you ever been blessed by somebody? Just by what they said or maybe what they done or how they spoke to you or just something? Do you think that that person thought they carried more than enough to bless you? Most cases, they probably struggled to get out of bed that morning. And God's seen an opportunity to show up and show off. And he said, hey, just say good morning to them. Tell them you like their shoes. Good morning.